Welcome to the 10 Minute Money Podcast. My name is John Dyer, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are independent financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about long-term care insurance, a bonus episode. This is a this is a great <laughs> topic, John. So yes, we we've we, we get so many questions on this stuff. We do. We we did a couple seminars and this kept coming yeah. up right. in the seminars that we did uh, this past month. Right. Long-term care insurance and long-term care. So we're going to jump right into it. Let's talk about long-term care and the cost. So what are the costs of long-term care? Because it's something you're dealing with right now. Right, right. Yeah, my mom's dealing with it right now. And even other clients that have gone into long-term care facilities, if it's in an assisted living, not a nursing home, it's my impression is it's four to six thousand a month i mean it it's not it's not cheap by any means but it can really add up if you don't have a lot of savings it can really eat into your social security your pension and your your savings accounts or iras it can really draw it down quickly right and what about at home like if you're at home and you need assistance Right. That's that's something that maybe long term care is not gonna insurance is not gonna cover. Right. I mean there are some places and policies that say they will pay for in home care. But my experience has been it's really hard to get these insurance companies to pay. That's something that happened with my grandmother. She was she had Alzheimer's, she was at home. My grandfather wanted to be at home. Yes, and my grandfather was taking care of her. And he did not he wasn't able to get money out of the policy to take care of her right so he just had to do it himself which is a huge stress on someone for, for an individual who doesn't have any training in nursing or the medical field it's super difficult to navigate that and to, and to be the primary caregiver yeah and i really think it took 10 years off his life by having to do that without help yeah i believe it i believe it so the average length of stay is around four years in a facility. Right. Like, oh, but, Paul, but a nursing home, let's just touch on this. So we said assisted living is four to 6000 From clients that I've worked with that go into nursing homes, I mean, that could be ten to 14000 a month if you're in a full nursing home. That's a huge expense. Yes, that is a huge expense. We're looking at a wide range of numbers here, maybe between two hundred thousand to up to six hundred, seven hundred thousand that you might need over four years. I think if you're in an assisted living facility, though, I don't, I don't know what the average stay is in a if you're actually in that facility. What that what that is? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I've seen similar numbers to what you said. You know, like thirty six months, kind of the average. So you need a you need a big chunk of money to do. You, I agree. Uh, saved, yeah. which right. a lot of people have from retirement savings. We're seeing larger and larger four hundred one ks now. So that's it's important that you start saving early. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, this number, you know, it's different for everybody. But people always want me to give them a number. How much should I have saved in case I go into assisted living or nursing home or whatever? And personally the number i usually if give them is right around that three at least like three hundred thousand. 
you want in an IRA or a brokerage account or somewhere you want access to it, just in case you are there three, four years, and you will have Social Security, which you know hopefully is fifteen hundred to two thousand a month. You might have a pension, one to two thousand, and then you've got your retirement assets. Right, and this is where annuities can hurt people. I think, and yeah, tell tell us why. When you're in an annuity, you're locked into that annuity, and you're you're locked into a certain amount that you can take out a year. You can't. It's it's kind of like a pension where you get some monthly income, or it's designed that way. Yeah. And if you need more than that, it's hard to to get. And we see people run into problems when they have annuities, and they can, usually can only tap into about ten percent of that annuity a year. Right. So yeah. So if you put three hundred thousand into an annuity, you can only get ten percent out a year. Right. Yeah. So illiquid investments, you want to stay away away from annuities, which we've done a previous podcast on. REITs are another one, real estate investment trusts, right? Which are uh, a problem if you're trying to get money for uh, assisted living. You want to have your money liquid like in something that you can liquidate tomorrow and have access to right within your ira account so that's something where you need to work with an advisor on planning an independent fiduciary on planning your long-term care needs i agree so we are a big proponent of not paying for long-term care insurance and we've heard a lot of stories last week where uh, there were people that were trying to access uh, money from one of the policies, like you mentioned, and they couldn't get They got money. denied twice. They got denied. They got denied. And now, I mean, that that priest that, was, that saved money into that fund, that insurance product, is in a nursing home. And he should be able to meet all the requirements to turn that policy on, and they just keep denying him. Yeah, they... they and... Another thing they do is they'll raise rates uh, over time. You'll see them raise the cost of insurance over time as right. well. Right. We get those letters all the time from different insurance companies, the the New York Life, the Met Life, the John Hancock. They're sending out letters, two types of letters. Either, hey, we will buy your policy from you, and then you have no benefit, or, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, we know you've paid into this policy for 20 years, and now your premium is going to double. And that's a shock to a lot of people. They didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, that's part of the fine print. Yeah, that is part (laughs) of the fine print. And it's always when they get closer to the point that they might need that benefit. And you were saying people have to continue to pay even while they're using it sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. At least for the first six months, it seems like that they have to keep paying that premium. And that can be that. That's another huge expense. Long-term care policies. We're not a fan of using them. We're more a fan of just saving that money. Because if you had had you saved that money over time and let that money work in the market using the same amount and you you don't have to go through an insurance company to fight them for the money it's just right. there you just right. you just you can access it easily well and i mean the insurance company always wins in these situations probably 70 80% of the people that have these policies never use them 
So all those premiums just go right to the insurance company. Yes. I would say you're better off having a good financial advisor and a good estate planning attorney and, and having a health care directive. And, right. And having an open conversation about assisted living, nursing home right. expense. With family members that are going to help you through this rather than just dumping it in into an LT, long-term care uh insurance policy and thinking you're done and thinking well, we're, yeah, I'm all set. It's going to make me sleep well at night because I have this policy. The truth of the matter is it's they're, they're beneficial in most cases. Right. So long-term care policies, not a fan of. Uh, we're a fan of self-insuring. One, you know, if someone gets a letter, you want to talk to a fiduciary about it. If you get a letter about your policy, don't just do what the insurance company is telling you to do. Talk to someone about it. Yeah, I agree. And there are policies now that also have a, it's an insurance policy. I've seen those. Yeah, It's a kind of a hybrid yeah. insurance policy, long-term care. If you're going to do one, those aren't bad. They're not the worst because. There is it, a death benefit. It, there is a death benefit. So if you don't use it, you, it's going to, that money will go to someone and the, I think the insurance policies are, or insurance companies are more willing to work with people with those policies because they know they're going to have to pay that money out anyway. Right. So they they they're a little bit easier to maybe access some of the money in in those type of policies. Whereas if you're just paying into a policy with no cash value, it's going nowhere. Right. Or it's going to the insurance company, so it's more beneficial to them that you don't actually. The insurance. Mm-hmm. It's going to help their bottom line. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening, everyone. This educa- this podcast was for educational purposes only. Please give us a review and like our podcast wherever you listen. You right. can also find us at www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com. We have lots of advice there, information about us, and our other podcasts there. Thanks. That's great. And I just want to shout out to JJ and Angela. Thank you for liking our podcast. Oh, we got a like. We did. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, JJ and Angela. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, John. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come.